to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. We are your hosts, Lisa Lowry and... Rafael Marquez Castaneda. Don't try to steal my identity. There's like a million of us. <laughs> At Love My Carpet. And I'm surprised you only have four names, three names. What was that? I didn't even listen. <laughs> three. <laughs> only three. Wow. Okay. I-, I won't steal your identity. Well, I might. I don't know. Welcome, Rafi. It's good talking to you. It's always great talking to you, but who else are we talking with? Well, for starters and finishers, that was dumb. Hey, welcome, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) And later on, we will have Toby joining us. But uh, Jen, first, let's talk to you. What uh, what's new? Anything? Uh, just living that mom summertime no school life so yay (laughs) and it's not even august yet you know the beginning of summer i'm always like we're gonna have so much fun we're gonna do so much stuff i think even david huntsberger he doesn't have kids but he was talking about you know i'm sure people without kids also look forward to summer and uh he was just like oh you look forward to summer and then the reality hits and it's like bugs and heat and uh and now it's like kids are home from school. Ugh. <laughs> it's so hard. I, I, you know, the old saying, oh, don't worry about your dishes. Just have fun with your mm. kids. I don't function unless it's like a clean environment. Yep. And so the kids, I mean, only one kid goes to school right now. So it's just like those three hours she'd be at school. I get everything done. That's true. And now I get nothing done and I have to wait till September. And you want time to come, but then you don't because then they'll be older. And it's just like a whole conundrum and you're just fucked. <laughs> I feel the same way. I'm like, someday my house will will be clean, but my kids will be out of the house, that means. So it's yeah. sad. It's like a double-edged sword. Yeah. yeah. But school is a savior because you can get your house clean. Um, unfortunately, last year I was so excited. Okay, you know, as soon as school starts, I'll get my house clean. And my husband's been home still. So I'm like, I don't ever have a moment to myself. I don't get to it's do anything. One person, like, t- like, totally making your... Like, I like to clean when no one's home. Yes. Well, number one, I like to have podcasts on. I don't want to think about anybody else or have conversation. Yeah. I want to tune out and yep. just get cleaning done. But if right. you have to work around somebody else's schedule, it's just... Uh, and yeah. if someone else is not maybe doing something work-wise, like if they're sitting there, then you're like, well, I should be sitting there too. It's hard to clean <laughs> when somebody else isn't doing something or, you know, when he's doing something, I'm relaxing and it's, it's, we can't just get anything straight, but hopefully this year I'll have my peace and quiet back. And actually the kids start school early this year, August 15th. It's shocking to me. You are so lucky. I have like September. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's usually the end of August, the like 25th to the 29th ish. This mm-hmm. year, they're going back early. It's kind of sad. My daughter's birthday is the 13th. And she's like, I have to go back to school two days after my birthday. I'm like, them's uh-huh. the breaks. <laughs> but yeah, it does. <laughs> well, now we can bring a treat to school. We usually do um, her baptism birthday. We bring treats to the class because that's during school. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, well, maybe, you know, it's two days after. We can start the school year off with some treats. But right. anywho... This week, we will talk about the Monday episode with Harley Morenstein or Stein. Stein. Huh, cool. And the Thursday episode, (laughs) (laughs) Understudies, Talk Therapy, 8 Cans of Spam, with the lovely Huntsberger and Renee Colvert back again. 
Uh, let's start off with some shout outs. I wanted to shout out to somebody who we've never really talked to on the show or is not part of the Facebook group, but she comments on Twitter and it's Stacy Stace at Spaniac562. And I think it's super cool that she supports the show. And, you know, before I gave shout outs to people that are kind of the wallflowers that don't say, hey, I'm here listening. And of course, we love them too. But it's nice. I, You know, she's new and I hadn't heard her name yet. So I thought, well, I've got to give a shout out to her. And also, of course, Tamara Holler, Teal at TL Holler and Paul at Paul 1138. Because always supporting on Twitter, always retweeting every single thing that I post about the show. And Teal, even on my other accounts, supports, you know, my stupid Twin Peaks art with a lowercase a um, projects. <laughs> I thought about you with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. my, it's funny because I was going to tweet Daniel beforehand about like I wanted to show him some stuff I was working and I was like if so, a real artist could do something more with this that'd be really cool like him and then when he said that I'm like well now I can't say anything because I don't want him to think like he's calling me out <laughs> like yeah I know my right. stuff is crafty but mm-hmm. anyway yeah shout out to them they're always supportive and i think that's kind of awesome uh rafi how many shout outs i do first let's give a shout out to jacob hewell he was on a few weeks ago and he just tweeted to allison that her instagram story is giving him life right now he had a bad day at work but shout out to him also shout out to jason dix he plays a huge part in the bff because he posts it to itunes he is like hosting it on his site and pays for that and also of course shout out to lisa because you hold us down every week and you're a great host oh that's so sweet of you thank you rafi and perfect shout out to jason you know i thank him just we text back and forth and i thank him and i think you know the last time i thought i need to put his name in the fact that he posts this every single week like i need to put him in the the show notes and i think Thanking him on here is even better. So good call, Rafi. Jen, do you have any shout outs? Shout out to, of course, Lisa and Rafi for constant vigilance and putting this together every single week. Uh, shout out to Rachel, because I think she always needs a shout out. And shout out to Ashley. She's doing her walk MS again. And um, she also has stopped smoking now, uh, which I think is a huge, huge accomplishment, even if you're just doing it for an hour. I know that can be very hard, especially with all the stress that she's going with. So I'd like to say shout out to you, Ashley. Those are great shout outs because number one, Ashley, Ashley and Jason, they were in on this whole show on the ground floor and shout out to both of them. Ashley, totally support you for your MS walk. At the end, I will plug it or at least put something in there where you could donate to her walk. It's definitely worth the couple bucks to throw her way. And Rachel, of course, shout out to you. So we should shout out to her all the time also. Toby, do you have any shout out? I'll give a shout out to fellow Canadians, uh, Mika and Kimberly, aka Hansi Copperfield and Ray for shouting us out last week. Nice. And we'll have to include James Leroy Wilson, who used to live in Canada, apparently, and shout out to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've been to Canada. Can I get a shout out? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Shout out to you, Jen. Uh, you know, I don't know who it was on the last show, that, not last show, but two shows ago, that was like Jennifer. Oh, it was Jay Inslee. It was like Jennifer. And I'm like, I know her as Jen, so I'm like, Jennifer, okay. And then I'm like, oh, at DulceCA17. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I know her by her Twitter handle. That's cool. Oh. <laughs> Good shout outs. Let's talk about Monday. Harley Morenstein Stein Stein. <laughs> I've talked previously about my I don't understand YouTube and my dislike for it. And I think this guy is exactly the reason why 
I don't think he was a bad guest though. So this is sounding negative, but this kind of personality is what I just try and get away from. And I think feel like YouTubers, that's all they are where he was even, he even talks about it, you know, about putting on a personality and being that kind of like, Oh, I, hey, subscribe, comment down below, and blah, 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 all that stuff. And, and that's I am what's glad to- I'm here. Then. Okay, good. <laughs> and the opposition to that statement. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I didn't realize how much you could use YouTube for in a positive way because of these kinds of sh- shows have steered me away from it. And my kids love YouTube. And when they started their own channels, they I hear them recording and they're like, Hey guys, blah, 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 blah. And then at the end, comment down below, subscribe. And it's like all the same stuff. They're all copying. It's just like, oh. It seems to be a necessary part of the YouTube. It's just like built in that you have to say those things, just like he was talking about. Sort of like he didn't use to do those things. But there's one channel that I watch where at the end of every video, the, the lady says, smash that subscribe button and don't forget to click. And it's everything that he was talking about. It's yeah. So I don't watch that many channels on YouTube, but that like, it seems to be that that's a given that you have to do those things. Well, I subscribe to about and subscribe in a way that I don't do it, watch it daily, but I just like to look over and find without having to go through YouTube's algorithm to find out if something I like to watch has a new video. So there's about 15 or 20 channels that I subscribe to, but they go all the way from like arts and crafts quilting to the two that he mentioned, which is Casey Neistat and Philip DeFranco, which was interesting because I think that... Harvey is the epitome of what YouTube used to be about, which is prank and the ultimate and smash that, you know, pancake that play. Like everything is so high, high, high. But, you know, there's other quality out there. And he's like, it's not about content. It's about connecting, which YouTube in a way can be like, oh, we like listening to Allison Rosen's podcast because she's open about her life. And we like her personality and we like what she stands for. And there's people out there that do Exactly what she's doing, but visually. Right. So but you're connecting to, like, content. Yes. And I think, isn't it strange that the podcast world is so different from the YouTube world, and it shouldn't be? I mean, you could have a show like hers that, but, I mean, I guess it is visual, so you have to be like, oh, we have to be wild and crazy. But having a show like hers that was just videoed, I mean, I wonder if, you know. Well, I know that Kevin Pollack used to video... That, that was right, right, Kevin Pollock? Is that right? Yeah. No, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Kevin to, Pollock he, yeah, but he used to do it like two hour. Like I can I don't have time to like sit and watch something. So most of my YouTube is usually like I need to learn how to do a certain technique mm. on my machine, on my sewing machine, or or it's like a ten nine minute video, like the kids are asleep and I can just take time to like eat my lunch with actually tasting it and watching something. But you're not so, watching like burritos being injected into a pig. And injected into like a volcano and then shot out of someone's butthole. Like I went, I went and watched the latest two. Oh yes, (laughs) and I was like, this is exactly why I wouldn't want to watch YouTube. And you know, he talks about being a YouTuber as if it's a negative thing, but the person, one of the people he mentioned, Casey Neistat, is proud of being a YouTuber. Like he used to produce a show with his brother with HBO called the Neistat brothers. And he's well known for his like video and editing and producing completely self-taught on the first Mac that came out and used to like video everything. And I was a fan of his before he started doing like daily uh, vlogging of his life or whatever. But it's, he, he, he even says himself, I want to show you what I want to show you without having to go through all the 
bureaucratic red tape that is production companies, that is, you know, CEOs talking about what they think you should be providing to people. I want to show you my point of view. And I can do that by pressing an upload button and it's out there. And I don't care if it gets 10 million likes. Like, he's not doing it for the money. It's great money. <laughs> but he's doing it to put his opinion out there because he wants to share what, visually with the world. And I think that's what I kind of relate to. I found different musicians I never would have found, like, in Denmark that I like. I, it just... It connects people in a way if you find the right ones. If you're not just watching it because, oh, let's see what happens when she walks in the door and all these things fall on her. Like, <laughs> you know, I just, it's, there's silly aspects to it, but there's really cool creative things out there. And to say, oh, it's art and I'm going to put it on Vimeo. I don't know. I think he's just kind of, eh, he's talking out both sides of his mouth. I don't, I didn't agree with everything that he said. Um, I thought he was an entertaining guest, but his show is definitely not for me. <laughs> you know, it's, the thing is, is I was so anti YouTube because of these kinds of shows, but yeah. it's just clouded my vision to see that there are great things about it. And Raphael would always be like, you need to check out YouTube. You need to check out YouTube for this or that. And I'm like, eh, I'm so anti. But then once I looked into it, it's like, holy shit, there's like this whole world of amazing things right at my fingertips. And I'm shying away because of those kinds of things. And I don't think about it. Like for me, a podcast is second nature where YouTube is a second nature to my kids or to some other people. And mm -hmm. there are, like you said, I could, I'm sure there are plenty of things in shows that I'd be interested in, in crafting or learning how to do certain things, but I, I just have a resistance to it and I just need to open my mind to it. But I think this guy, I did like him on, he was a great guest and I liked that he kind of had a little bit of self-awareness about it. And I'm actually kind of surprised that he did because being as popular and successful at it as he is, it's kind of shocking that he would have that feeling of, and this is how I would feel. If I was videotaping myself in public talking, I would just be like, I don't take myself this seriously. I can't do this. <laughs> you know, like I wouldn't be able to do it. So he was kind of feeling like that, but he still does it. So it's, I guess he gets past it, but just even taking like selfies, I'm like, hi. Hey. I can't take a picture. <laughs> I'm yeah. I, I, oh, I'm not. I'm just pretending to text somebody. And, <laughs> I'm yeah. and then it's the worst picture ever. Cause yeah. It's like, oh, you're actually talking in the picture or it's like the worst double chin. I'm like, this is supposed to be better. <laughs> right. So he is the host of the number one cooking show on the Internet. Epic Mealtime. Uh, it's the number one cooking show I won't be watching. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I did like his story and I like this behind the scenes. And he talked about the drama of everything. And you think he'll uh, want to use that blurb from you, Lisa? <laughs> are you, yeah, are you I'll be happy to send it to him. He may appreciate it. The thing that shocked me, too, is the fact that he's friends with Greg Keller. I feel like this is someone that Greg Keller would be like, fuck this guy. I don't like anything about any of this world. Anti. He of Greg some. He did. Really? Yeah. Interesting. What about you, Rafi? Yeah, I I actually thought so too. He reminded me of Greg a little bit. I was like, they, they're kind of similar, but um, obviously very, very different. And I used to watch Epic Mealtime when it was like kind of new and it was like a big thing at the time. And, um, but like, there are like some YouTube channels that, like, everyone has to have a gimmick. And then once you see that gimmick, you know, a handful of times, like, you've pretty much seen all the videos. So I fell off pretty quick, but it was interesting getting behind the scenes. And seeing how Greg and him worked on a TV show was interesting. But 
I miss Greg. That's all I was thinking <laughs> when they were talking about him. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, cool. Like the two funniest things on the show were Greg's jokes that he parlayed into our into the into this show. I'm like, yes, the fact that he's friends with Greg was kind of shocking to me. But I guess you have to be friends. I don't know. I guess I didn't see him being like him, but maybe. I mean, Greg is very. I guess he's pretentious, but he's like into cool things. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I. Just the whole thing. Him saying YouTube is not about content, like you were saying, Jen, is just, it it really rang true to me. And I don't know. The whole thing. I did think he was a good guest. It's just so strange. This whole new world. And I think we're used to it, maybe getting used to it now. But YouTubers being stars is a thing now. And it's weird. They have like a whole, so you know how there's PodFest, right? So whatever. They have VidCon. It happens in San Diego, I think. And people do meet and greets, you know. And they have people waiting in line for hours and hours to just say hi, shake someone's hand and say a couple of things and then leave. And they had video of someone walking and fans were screaming like they were the Beatles, like following these people. Oh, my gosh. You just reminded me of something. Um, For Rachel's birthday, we went out to eat. And we were just sitting there waiting for them to call us up. And two people walk out with like a handful of other people. But the the two hostesses took pictures with the people. And then they like left. And I was like, I was like, tell Rachel, like, who the fuck is that? And she's like, are they famous? I was like, well, clearly they're not famous because I'm staring at them and I don't recognize them. <laughs> if but Rafi doesn't know them. Exactly. Uh, and you speak so, about yourself in the third person. You're like, if Raffi doesn't know them, then they're nobody. <laughs> so finally, they, they call Cartwright. So I go over there. And, <laughs> and then uh, I, I, I said, um, who, who was that? And then she's like, oh, my God, they're these famous YouTubers, and they're getting married. I couldn't believe it was them. And I was like, okay. So that I just thought that was funny. But if you saw Allison out, you'd want a picture with her, right? Yeah. Yeah, true. Exactly. But yeah, they, the, the the hostesses were very young. They, were, they had to be like barely 18. So Exactly. I and what Harley's see, but... saying, that there's no content. There really is no content. The ones that you're watching, Jen, have content. Because otherwise <laughs> you wouldn't be watching it. <laughs> Because you have a mind. I feel like young people are just like, Burr. you know, it's but, just you know, like... Our cartoons my, or whatever, whatever we watched. I watched, I try to see what my niece and nephew watched because they're, what are they, seven and ten? Okay. Eight and ten. And she just watches, the girl just watches a bunch of gymnastics video so that she can figure out how to do new gymnastic moves. Okay. And my then, daughter watches that too. My nephew watches like people play video games, which I don't really. Okay, <sighs> my son does that too. He watches yeah. them play Minecraft and I'm like, Right, you could be Do playing. Do you want to get Minecraft? No. He okay. has. He has Mike. Well, he's too old for it now, as he puts out there. But he has the games that they're playing, and they're not showing any kind of secret levels or Easter eggs. They don't quite understand that. But they it's also watch weird. those tricks, like flipping water bottles and stuff like that. But yeah, I think we're just—it's just a new way to be young and stupid, like we were, just yes. in different fashion. Yeah. It's another way to be young and stupid. That's exactly what it is. It's just another, like, mindless, like, oh, this is what we're watching. Like, we watched whatever we watched. Say by the Bell, Charles in Charge, whatever. It was a little bit more content than that, but that's not saying a lot. Um, It reminded me of 
the Mark Marin episode. Do you, did you remember seeing that episode with the YouTuber where he was just like, where you see kind of how the guy is and then behind the scenes and he's just like, this is what people are watching. There's nothing like, what is this? Um, I didn't watch. Well, it'll be worth watching as much as we make fun of these YouTubers. <laughs> I was, Allison posted an Instagram story today and I was just thinking about like Shane Dawson and then mm-hmm. she posted an Instagram story today where she's just like walking Wendy and she's like telling you what she's doing today. And I was like, that's a fucking YouTube video. Yes. So I can't really make fun of it. It's your daily vlog. Like, yeah, that's what people yeah. watch. I mean, I watch, I passively watch some people where they do daily uploads, but it's just for entertainment because I want to turn my mind off and I'm entertained by right. what they're saying. It's like me watching The Real Housewives. I will not yeah. get behind it that it's any good content at all. It's a pile of shit, but I Except still for watch all it. Except content is good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if it was Allison walking her dog and she wasn't Allison, I would be like, why is this happening? But for so- right. but it's Allison, so now I'm like, okay, I want to see... Because we, it's Allison. We want to know what the hell's going on in her life and, like... I know Rafi's been to her house, but we haven't, so. <laughs> oh, have you? I don't think you mentioned that before, actually. <laughs> One of these days, I'll talk about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you just give us little nuggets once in a while. Yeah, I think if Allison was 27 or 28, let's say, uh, that she probably would actually do well flipping her podcast into something. I know you've talked about it on this show before, about, like, why... She, when her goal is a TV show, how come she hasn't sort of tapped into the YouTube market? And I think that it, part of it is that age of the, you know, we're sitting around as people sort of in her closer to her generation than the people who might be watching, or at least some of us are than the people who might be interested in YouTube. So I think that she might be having that same feeling like, Oh, it's not really me. Like she doesn't connect with it the same way. I think you're right. That makes sense. I mean, it's just not natural. Like, she came in right when podcasting was a thing. So mm-hmm. if yeah. she would have come in now, would it be a thing? Or, you know, would she just be in radio or would she try to be doing something else? That's true. It is, it is a lot about timing and age. And Harley kept talking about, you know, when he started, he was however old he was, 20-something. And now that he's 33, he kept saying, <laughs> I'm 33 now. And it's like, I can't wait until he's 43. And he's like, Ugh, I was such a douche when I was 33. <laughs> But also, he is a Canuck, so maybe that's part of it. Just kidding. Oh, Oh, my heart. My poor Timbit-filled heart. Part of it was I'm like, I can't tell if he has, you know, a Canadian accent or if it was kind of like a young accent. Because it's similar. It's a little bit similar where they have the inflection at the end a little bit. I like how it's shout-outs in the beginning, and I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and be a total asshole. (laughs) I find that I don't know what his accent is, but it's always it's. Uh, I feel like did he say where he grew up? Because that, that sounds uh, more Montreal. Sort of, he said. Okay, it, and maybe that's why uh, it's a little bit different than he like. He's really pronounces his A's like ah, you know, like Jack Daniels. He says, and like that's not how I would say it. I would say Jack Daniels, but there are. <laughs> it, I don't like. I don't feel like I have the same accent as him. No, and you know, but he, when he talks, he goes up at the end as if it's a question. And a lot of that's times... That's a young person thing. <laughs> teen, yes, I was going to say that's a very young person thing. But I've also heard when people make fun of Canadians, sometimes that is a thing. So I'm like, I don't know. 
Okay, I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a thin line here. I understand this. I'm not offended if that helps. Oh, okay, good. Well, in that case, if Toby isn't, then nobody should be, right? <laughs> right, Mika and I'm Nancy so easily and offended. James Leroy Wilson. At one point, you guys are good. <laughs> and Jen at one time. Yeah, good. <laughs> you know, my husband and I were just talking that. Once the kids are just a little bit older, I would love to rent like a motorhome and just go travel and just meet everybody. Like we're just gonna go hang out with whoever and like just wouldn't that be so much fun? Like to do a BFF tour, fun for me, not maybe not for everybody else. You'd be welcome here. You could park up at our cottage. Just make I sure you don't. Would fucking love that. I would just love to do just like southern and then go up and go up to Canada and like come back down and just try and visit everybody. I think that'd be so much fun. Rafi, you, Megan, and I need to do this, and Rachel. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, we have to go visit uh, Leanne, and why not Definitely. make a whole thing of it and just visit everyone? I think we should. Don't you think that would be amazing? I'd be into it. Yeah. I mean, okay, cool. I'm already, I, I'm like, you I'm like checking names off of people that I've met. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm halfway done, I feel like. <laughs> I, <laughs> on the tail end, we'll have to come back and meet uh, Jason Dix finally. I can't believe I haven't met him yet. but I, think I know, we need and he's not that far. There. He's not. He's like, and I was just in his neck of the woods, visiting the town that his wife grew up in. But you know, it's hard to fit other people into a vacation, because I'm going to be in Washington in a couple of weeks, and we were so close to Becky. Shout out to you, Becky, last time, and this time we will too. And it's like I'd love to see her, but we are so like chock full of like every minute doing something, unless we're sleeping or you know hotel sex. So. I don't know if she wants to be part of that, but <laughs> is that an invitation? No. <laughs> you know what? Well, I'll just leave it on the table and see what happens. <laughs> oh, um, Harley describing Greg Heller as a mini Beetlejuice with a tan was fucking hilarious. <laughs> because visit, media, I mean, see him in pictures, yes, but in person, I felt like that was pretty spot on. Anybody else, or am I uh, am I just the asshole? <laughs> I. I... I thought it was a pretty funny description, but he he's very compact, but yes. he's very good looking and like yes. I don't know, it's it's weird to compare him to Beetlejuice, but it, it it was funny. True, it is weird to say Beetlejuice and very attractive at the same time, but and in pictures he doesn't look as attractive as he is in person, and he's like this compact, perfect <laughs> little man. Like he's just but he doesn't look like a short person. He just looks like a compact man. <laughs> and it's such a weird description. But he's... And his personality is bigger than him. He's just... I don't know. I'm so sad that he's not going to be at PodFest. And I, I don't know. I wonder who's going to be there. Renee and Huntsberger? That would be kind of cool. Well, Huntsberger just tweeted. He put, quote, I missed the podcast. And then he said, that's understandable. I've started a new one. And I've also been sneaking onto this one. And I think it's great. Enjoy. And he tweeted out Allison's like newest episode. So uh -huh. I, I think uh -huh. he is kind of like slowly getting in there enough that maybe he could be at the podcast episode. That would be awesome. Are you going, Jen? It's I have unfortunately. <gasps> no. Why are you? So <laughs> I have unfortunately. Opened my wallet to the three-day only pass that was left. Like, there's oh. no one-day or whatever. So, I am going. But, I, um, I'm, but I'm also going to see more than just Allison. She's the main yes. reason I'm going. But I'm looking forward to, like, watching the Dork Forest and Lori Kilmartin and um, Lori and oh. Jackie. Jackie Cation. Oh, oh yeah. Um, 
And then we'll see whatever else fits in. I know that a couple other people are going to be there, but we'll see what the schedule is. So. I know I was really only going for Allison, but I only got the three day pass as well because they yeah. didn't they didn't sell the ninety nine dollar one for very long, and so right. I I'm like we're gonna go see every show possible because last time I saw my favorite murder for the first time I'm like this is awesome, and of course it for me it was all about going to see Allison meeting up with you guys and going to Sir and getting right. trashed that was it. <laughs> but now I'm like I want get, I want to get my money's worth and I want to see yes. all these different shows that I might be interested in you know and it's better to see him in person and really get the feel for it but that'll be really cool i'm glad you're going good rafi are you going <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i might skip it this year <laughs> <laughs> toby i know you're not going but one year you will uh when is it october, october 7th? 6th 7th and 8th oh 6th 7th and 8th <laughs> <laughs> yeah d- yeah it won't be this year but i could probably swing it at some point that's it's usually that's october fun. right Around the same time every year? Yeah, last year was September. Was it? Oh, that's yeah. right. September Six 23rd. Weeks after, yeah. There's potential there. Okay, good. You're saying there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> holding the chain, you're holding you to it. <laughs> oh, you know what? I was going to ask you guys two things. First of all, this is not a question, but Diet Coke <laughs> being cold flavored and not a replica of Coke totally makes more sense because Diet yep. Coke is a pile of shit and it doesn't taste like Coke at all. Unless you like that, of course. But, but some people Cough, like Jenna, the, the taste of shit. But Coke Zero tastes more like regular Coke. So Coke Diet Coke is totally its own thing. But I've never heard of this cold taste situation. That's kind of crazy. Jen, Diet Coke, yes? Well, I'm doing dry July right now. So I've been wanting to... I've been <laughs> trying different beverages. And I just tried... I don't usually do diet drinks at all. I don't like aspartame. I don't like that fake taste. But they were out of like iced tea or whatever. So I just tried diet vanilla Coke. Okay. For the first time. And it tasted like vanilla. Like it. that's all it, it was. But like bubbly vanilla. So I'm not into the diet drinks. It was, I guess if you want bubbly vanilla, it was good. But yeah, it's just, it doesn't quench the thirst. And it just doesn't taste like anything. So. No. Diet but the cold suck. thing is like... I think with his confidence and his thick accent, he could say a lot of things. And I'd be like, that makes sense. (laughs) I know. I'm like, oh, that's a thing. (laughs) But it does make more sense why I like Coke Zero better because it's trying to replicate Coke. So it has that flavor to it. And I've been trying to cut back only because I don't drink a lot of soda, but real sugar soda has been making me feel bad. And I'm thinking, I don't want to start getting diabetes. I started getting like (laughs) my hypochondriac for anything. I'm like, I have too much saliva. I think I'm getting diabetes. <laughs> so, See, I have too much saliva. I think I have cancer. So there you yes. go. So I'm like, don't look it up. Just stop drinking the soda. Okay. Got it. Drink more wine and lots of other stuff that has sugar. But the, my other question, I don't even know if that was even a topic. My other question really was, what's your favorite alcohol? Toby? <laughs> I'm a beer guy, generally. Okay. But What uh, kind of beer? Oh, like with a recent IPA, porter, stout. Uh, usually I can't drink porters or stouts because they put like a, they uh, there's like a processing at the end of making those that sometimes involves like a fish bladder or something. Oh, yeah. So I can't have those, but uh, anything else I'll drink. I like, but I've been going through a real cider phase lately because the craft beer, craft cider thing is really big pretty much everywhere from what I can tell, but certainly here. So What's the shelves your have. Favorite, favorite brand? Dickens? No, they're just like <laughs> whatever they have. Sorry. I go. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I just hit the mic with my boob. 
I can have cider for one, and then my tongue is, like, so raw, it's going to peel right off. Yeah, usually I only have one or two. Like, I, with working nights, I don't drink during the week usually at all, at all. And then on the weekend, I don't drink until uh, my kids are in bed, so it's usually 8.30. I might have one or two, and then I You must I have some really myself. good kids. Oh, yeah, we already talked about that. You do have good kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking as well, soon my, as I can. Well, my son is not... My son is not... Uh, in bed by then but he's 17 so i don't really i'm not concerned about drinking in front of him he's old enough but uh soon i'll be at my cottage and when that happens it's all bets are off uh, anything as soon as the clock strikes noon every day there i crack something open okay good rafi i know you like your hennies and coke what else do you like love the henny i'll drink any kind of beer i'm not big on cider once i went to a cidery and like got a flight and they ranged from like tastes like apple juice to smells and tastes like urine so mm-hmm. not gonna be doing the ciders much but i mean i'll drink pretty much anything except for that weird medicinal liqueur that you have never drink <laughs> jaeger because i'm not in college or white um but pretty much anything else i'll drink well if you drink henny and coke you'll drink anything <laughs> hey, I'm trying to get sponsored here. Shout out to Hennessy, VS, VSOP, XO. They're all great. Or Duce, whoever wants to give me free stuff. I'm about to take a Duce right now. Jen? <laughs> oh, I, oh, and throw it's Jen. <laughs> Speaking of pubes, Jen, what do you like to drink? <laughs> Nothing with pubes in it. I know, oh, it's surprising. Good. Well, when I do drink, I'm more of like a wine person. Like In the summertime, I like a good sangria. I like the beers I like. Like the one I think I was trying before I stopped drinking for this month was the newer Mexican one put out, the Estrella Jalisco. So it's pretty good. So it's more like a, a oh, light Australia's beer. good. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of it. I mean, when I go and like have dinner, it's usually like a glass of wine, something like that. And then beer, like when you're having a barbecue. But I don't usually drink too much, especially since I'm on call for the, the baby. So oh, right. I need to have my, my wits about me, even though there's not many of them left. So. Sometimes alcohol helps. Mommy Little's helper. Mommy's Little's helper. <laughs> I've had a few of those myself today. <laughs> I had two more things just to mention on this. And then I, I, I think that uh, Toby can talk to us a little bit about some Jimin and world music and BTS. But two comments. Blockbuster video, his friend that was working there, and how he had the employee picks for my obviously Seinfeld. So I had to mention that. Mm. And the fact that that was a thing, going to Blockbuster, like with my boyfriend or whatever, like that was like a huge thing for a Friday or Saturday night. And like if the employee picks were there, like, ooh, who do I get along with? Who, who's the, who's the one? And then just like it just doesn't exist anymore. Now you have to like pick on your own. And then the other thing, I didn't know there were rules for donating to soup kitchens, which I think it's awesome that he donates all this wasted food to something. So it's not just like bullshit and just thrown away in the trash. But I didn't realize there were rules and regulations. And I'm just going to try and figure out what I'm going to do with all these muffin tops. And that's about it. So, Toby, (laughs) if I can't make myself laugh, then this isn't a show. (laughs) (laughs) I only knew about the the soup kitchen thing because uh, Tim Horton. Do you have Tim Hortons at all down there? Probably not. No, there, but they're like our national coffee and donut shop. 
their coffee is actually terrible, but everyone loves it, so I never talk about that. But uh, the one time I was coming home and they were about to throw out all their stuff and I just wanted something to eat. I was coming home from Buffalo in the middle of the night and so tired and hungry and they wouldn't sell me a bagel even though they were full because they were like, well, we're just about to throw them out. And I'm like, what? so can you just put them out back and I can take one? <laughs> and they're like, no, we have to throw them like right into the like garbage compactor because... We can be sued if you get sick because it's past the three-hour mark or whatever. Like so, and Raphael like... would be like three hours. <laughs> my food's been shitting, shitting out. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> there were no meat slices on these bagels, though. So, oh. <laughs> so they have regulations. I'm sure it was more than three hours, but like there's, they had tons of stuff they were just going to throw out, and I was so mad that they like the guy shut me down. I'm like, what if I just give you personally $5 and you can give me anything? But he wouldn't do it. So Yeah, that's like that's... half of his hourly salary. <laughs> like, yeah. can, can somebody else please host? <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's talk about the, uh, the K-pop. Ah, uh, yes. Dig in, Toby. Well, there, I mean, there was, he talked about BTS. The thing that I sort of the reason I wrote it down, my wife is a huge K-pop fan. And I don't really know how it started, probably because she's like at home a lot and she just watches a bunch of YouTube and goes down rabbit holes and stuff. It's huge. It's like, and so there's a few things that he sort of talked about them being like American boy bands, which is what I thought at first, but it's really not true. These people get picked, they go to like train from the age of 12 or something and they do their they go to train to learn to dance and sing and then they do schoolwork. then they do more dancing and singing training and then they like at a certain age it's like 16 or 17 the group like so they get assembled into a group uh and despite what he said there's actually like one that is i can't remember the exact name but there's one person who is like the look so they're supposed to be a handsome or a pretty one if it's like a girl band, there, there's a, supposed to be one that's like the one that everyone's attracted to. And then there's a rapper and then there's a really good singer. Like each of them, he was saying that it's all like a group, but it's from my experience, it's not actually at all like that. There's, they, they have very specific roles in the, in the band. And then they debut, like the record label trains them for years. They go and train and then they have a debut concert. So that's like when they're when they decide that their choreography and everything is ready, which they practice for ten hours a day or something. Then they go and they finally get to to uh, to perform and start being a band and releasing music and stuff. But it's all very meticulous, which it kind of is here, but it's not. I don't think it's as as intense as it is there. It's like a whole lifestyle for five or six years before they get get to perform or anything like that. That is so weird. So it's not yeah. like Menudo where they're kicked out at 15 or whatever. No, no. It's like they get, they can get like, I, I assume that along the way, they can, if, it, if they're not good enough, they get kicked out. But once, once the group is formed and all the training happens, it's all very every, regimented right through. Like, and I know that there's choreography and everything and boy bands here, but I think it's not from everything I've read and I've talked about with my wife. It's all very, very, very intense there. Way more than it is here. You it's know, like integrated with their schooling and everything. Really? That's so crazy. Yeah, like it's, That's crazy. For my kids to even be like, oh, we need to watch, you know, whatever they've mentioned it. And I know Jenna has mentioned it. And it's just like, it's such a crazy 
world that I know nothing about, <laughs> even more yeah. than YouTube, where I'm like, this is just beyond my understanding of music for starters, because I don't consider it music, but <laughs> <laughs> but still, it's like a whole other, uh, you know, whole other world. Yeah, there's like BTS is and Rap Monster, like I like them fine. It's It's funny because it just sort of like, I just started Nora, my daughter, really like dancing along to the videos. So it, I, it was just always on in our house. So I've started to like some of it okay. Uh, and some of it I actually really like. But, you know, Psy, he did Gangnam Style. Yeah. Yeah. So that like, that is sort of what got that music to come over here. But then him and BTS and then this other band that is the one that my wife likes, Big Bang. They're like all popular and they're all under one record label and stuff there. And they're all millionaires. And if I saw him, I'd be like, I don't even know who that person is. It would be like Raphael going, who's that? Do I know that person? I, you know, Harley was talking about world music and there, and he was talking about Indian music and there's some Indian music that I love, but he was talking about more, maybe more modern. There's some sixties Indian music that is pretty rad. And so I love, I would love to hear more. And maybe I just need to open my mind to it. I feel like if it's electronic, I'm like, eh, I'm out. Like I, <laughs> you know, I just, it's not, I understand if I listen to a song four or five times, any song I'll like, because it's repetition and you just get it in your head. But there are certain music where you hear it and it's good right away. It's like, that's good music. But I think that would be, I don't know. Maybe I just need to open my ears up and listen to the things that I wrote down some of the things he said. And I thought, okay, I need to give it a shot because I'm pretty close minded when it comes to music. And maybe there's something out there that I'm missing. For what it's worth, I think Big Bang is better than BTS, but that's All if right. you're trying to look into them, down. check them both out. I do like the fact that he was, you know, everyone was so racist against him because he's white, even though he's Jewish. And they were sending him pictures of crying saltine crackers. Yeah, or mayonnaise too, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. I love this idea that you can be racist if you are not white or you're not racist. You could just yeah. be racist, but you're not called racist. You're just, just saying whatever you feel. It's like, uh, yeah, that doesn't work. And I, by the way, I don't know if anyone knows about any Jewish history, but I had a rough oh, yeah. go at things. So, so I was wa- <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> I was, uh, watching BTS. He said, uh, check out a song called blood, sweat and tears. First of all, I thought two of them were women, but I think they're all men. Mm, the song the just sounds like regular. <laughs> oh, that was that um, right. The song just sounds like just like a, any other pop song. I don't think there's anything special about them. Good. Okay. There's like some, and this. I'm sorry if this is offensive, but I, I don't know what country You're Mexican, they're from. So you but... can't be racist, Rafi. We learned this. Oh. I love giving white people a hard time, as <laughs> you know. know. People who listen to this probably think I'm racist, and let's be honest, kind of am. But but really, who isn't? It's you can get away with it. That's the thing. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I there's some possibly Korean bands like Baby Metal that I would listen to. They're pretty dope. And then also there's this rapper called Keith Ape. He has a song called It G Ma, which is pretty good if you're into that kind of thing. But I oh, don't yeah, think you know I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be listening to BTS, and I don't give a fuck about Jimin. Okay, good. So you just save me a trip, but I'll check out Big Bang just for the fuck of it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'll pass that along to my wife. She'll be oh, so yeah. proud. <laughs> um, for the fuck of it, uh, a she's going to yeah. listen to. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
hey, don't you know for the fuck of it, she's listening to the, to the Big Bang, eh? Uh, when you guys have sex, do you say A instead of O? Okay, let me just... <laughs> maybe we... <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should talk about Thursday. <laughs> L-E-H-N-A-L. <laughs> <sighs> we were her little lemon heads, eh? Not very excited about her carb choices. We need to get onto the, the Patreon support the supporter lottery situation because saltines and lemon heads what's going on we need something you need to implement your idea yeah i know how am i supposed to hey give me all of your patreon supporters and i will give it i'll give you the random oh i guess i'm the one this week (laughs) that's weird (laughs) you have to come up with the whole plan and email it to her like pretty much take all the work out of it for her Okay, that's a good idea. If she tells me, if I, sorry, if I tell her, I'll email her, hey, give me your whole list of Patreon supporters. I will literally cut them up in strips. I will do this too. And put them in that fucking sombrero from our sombrero Saturday that we had. And I'll do it for real. Well, I don't, I, I don't know how it works, but like a lot of times there's like a randomizer, like on Instagram or yeah. anyone has any. They they could have, just there's some software, I think. You can just Claire click on. Brockle, or Claire Brockleman? Yeah. I don't know. She was saying there's some software you could use, but I'm I'm literally, I could like put some elbow grease into this if, if need be, but anything for no lemon heads. What's next? Boston beans? Boston baked beans? Damn it. What is it? Anyway. So they were talking about the last name pronunciations, which I know we all kind of, we've talked about that before. I think it's funny that David Huntsberg was like, people always misspell my name. I was like, well, burger is not spelled with an E, so that's very easy to change. And I understand when it's in your email address, you think you're going to get it right. But autocorrect is not going to be like, um, there's an E in burger. <laughs> so I mispronounced or misspelled it so many times in the very beginning, back when I used to tag these people in, in on Twitter. Now I don't, but now I get it because I know who he is. But it, this all started from Daniel's false start. And I don't know if... Everyone's a Patreon supporter here and got to hear the first go at it that he that he did at the uh oh my god, I fucking can't think right now. The intro where he like totally messed it up. But once you've got Colvert in your head, you're not gonna say Colvert. Maybe he needs to picture like the things when you know, the culverts that go like a drainage culvert. Uh, that no, might no. be stretching it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Crickets. <laughs> what guess it's, it was that i was like i literally wrote it out phonetically because i'm like i'm messing this name up every time i don't know if it was jackie cation or if it was someone else i wrote it and i said it three times in my head and then when i went to go say it i said it completely wrong i'm like i just can't wait like once you get it in your head you're just gonna mix mix it up <laughs> <laughs> all right racist <laughs> so going to getting back to the mexican my last name was mispronounced all the time, all the time, and I hated it. But my last name sucked anyway, so whatever. I don't know. Raphael, do you ever have that trouble, or do people have figured it out by now? No, people are constantly butchering my name. But like they kind of mentioned last week, I'll just be like, close enough. And then people, I hate when people are like, no, tell me, really. I'm, mm. I, what you I want to say is you're not going to say it. <laughs> Yeah, yes. like, close enough is fine because you're not going to say it properly. So I just say, yeah, yeah, just like that, like that. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't care. That's People call me Ralph. I don't, really, I don't <laughs> you care. You should care. As long as I that. know. That's a rough patch. Yeah, I kind of like Ralph now. No. Um, 
As in puke? No. No. No, no. <laughs> nobody calls puke. That's a funny word. Um, <laughs> nobody calls vomiting ralphing, though. Not, not uh, anyone I've... Newer. Well, I know. But still, Ralph is like such like a fat white boy name. <laughs> <laughs> Are you thinking like, of Ralphie May? No, no. Actually, in my mind, I picture a guy that looks like the family guy named, being named Ralph. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Just funny. sorry to any Ralphs that are listening, but <gasps> um, <laughs> Toby, I'm guessing people don't mispronounce your last name unless they put a W in for Milltown, which is Mother's Little Helper. Do they? No. Well, I mean, like, I, actually, my name, I think, is comes from Milltown, but that's a different story. But the I do get because my first name or my middle name is Tobias, and that's where Toby comes from. Right. Uh, and so a lot of my bills say J. Tobias Milton. And then so when I get a phone call, sometimes people will say Tobias. Can mm. I speak to Tobias? And I'm like, Ugh. You can go fuck yourself. And then you can call me back and call me back. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, wait, and uh, I don't, I never correct them. I'm like. Yeah, I wouldn't correct it either. I wouldn't even say that's close enough because that's inviting. Well, let me, t- let me figure it out and do it right. It's like, hmm, yeah. sure. Yep. That's my name. I get my, I get called by my last name, especially at the doctor all the time. My new last name my married last name and they don't pronounce it right but they call me that as my first name and i'm just like yeah that's fine but there was one time that somebody called called that name and another girl went in and we were both about to get up i'm like oh i guess it was her name and then she came back at like five minutes there's like oh it wasn't me (laughs) well it would pay to say their name right but whatever so your first name we've covered this is your first name jason john but john oh we didn't cover this then in and it's funny because at the at the doctors like my health card says john tobias Milton, and then so at the doctors they'll be like john and i'll just sit there i'll be like looking at my phone reading an article (laughs) like john (laughs) and it's like five (laughs) minutes go by and i'm like oh shit that's me Because nobody calls, like, that's absolutely nobody calls me John and ever has. I've always been Toby or sometimes Tobias, but, like, After it, it always After Arrested Development, me. was Tobias a rough patch for you? Uh, I think it was niche enough, okay. that show. Like, even though it was really popular, it was niche enough that, like, people didn't really, a couple people in front of me, and I was like, No yeah, one called you Fumehead? David Cross, so, like. <laughs> or was it David Cross, or was it? I don't even it know. Cross, so. All I know is Tobias yeah. Fumehead. Uh, yeah. So, JT... Good to know. Uh, Jennifer. Oh, geez, please, no. (laughs) Anybody uh, mispronounce your name? Well, my maiden name, no, because it was, like, there's no way it shouldn't. But my married name now, it's not really a common name, so they tend to, like, just add, just switch. Like, I don't, like, instead of an I, they put an A. It's like, it's not even a long name, and it's not the high of a name, but it's just one you don't hear very often. It's so true, I add... And I add letters to it in my mind, like when oh. I'm trying to tag you on Facebook or oh. something. I add like yeah. an S O N for some reason. No, what's well, totally different name? There was like a doctor I worked with, Wilkinson, and so like a lot of people like I think Wilkinson is like a very one, but mine's similar to that. But it's hard because I lived like thirty something years before I had to change my name, and now I have to spell it out. Whereas before, I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, it doesn't bother me. Um, it's I didn't think it was that hard of a name, but I, for working in a, when I used to work more with patients, I'd always butcher names. I can get the Spanish names fine, and most of the times I can get the Asian last names fine, but it was more of the names that had a lot of consonants and very little vowels. I would just, I would sit there and I'd look at it and I'd look up and the person most of the time would just come at me go and say, 
Oh, you're probably, probably looking for me. <laughs> not going not to not work here anymore. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I grew up my whole life with people mispronouncing it. And it wasn't that hard of a name, but it, it just it stumped everybody all the time. So having the name that I have now, people still mispronounce it a little, but it's like, oh, that's fine. It's it's a more cracker name, so it's easier. It's a more saltine name. So Allison thanked her listeners for the support after the transition from Jenna and Al leaving. And I thought that was really sweet that she, you know, I, I think it's sweet. Number one, we talked about it last week. I sent a tweet to her and I'm sure lots of people did saying, you know, you did a good job. Thank you. We're proud of you or, you know, whatever. And... It, it was enough for her to thank everybody. So that was really cool. And I love it when the guests who are on are like, wow, you have the nicest fans. And they wouldn't know that without people tweeting them or contacting them somehow. So I think that's kind of awesome. And it's a testament to Allison and the people that she draws. And I can say that for myself, knowing like how many great people I get to talk to on here. And that's just like a small amount of all the people that are out there that are supporting her. So I thought that was really awesome. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I know that I saw a lot of, because I follow a lot of the people, especially the ones uh, who come on this podcast, that I saw a lot of them saying those things as well. And I, I think that all of us did and, it was nice too. Of course, it was. It's nice to hear uh, that feedback, and I'm sure she was feeling nervous at first. But it was so the transition, obviously, especially compared to the last transition, it wasn't as oh, much yeah. of a blow up there. Really, so like, true. I really was gearing up for it to be a rough, you know, go. But then I thought after last week and talking about it with Raphael, where he's like, "Yeah, it's still, you know, still Allison, and it's still." Daniel and it's still Colonel Jeff and it's still going to be fun people and there was no it wasn't like a drastic kicking out of the nest type of thing it was like she's fine she's still Allison you know when we're really going to be tested is when David is gone for a month Mm. to Edinburgh Fringe Festival and then you know who knows who's going to step in maybe Jordan can come in or Jensen can come back but I feel like when these two people are not available is when it's really going to be iffy. But, I mean, I still have faith. I, I will listen no matter who is on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, me too. I mean, even if it's her gardener or her dog walker, or if Rafi and I happen to be in her neighborhood, and Megan and I, and we're, like, stealing her fruit off her lawn, like, and then she happens to invite us onto her show, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that happens. It's cool, right? <laughs> I wouldn't complain. <laughs> yeah. I found I think that she's done a good job of like because she's had so many guest people on or extra people on whether it's like you were saying Jensen or uh, or John Henson or any of these people like it it'll be good for me it'll be most interesting I think if there's a time when no no female voice can be there because I like the balance of having Allison and then another another woman as well so uh, I even even on the times that Jenna couldn't do it and there wasn't another woman there, it was uh, sometimes noticeable that there wasn't uh, as much estrogen in the room or whatever. She does find that great balance of people. And I think two women on there and then for some reason, if it's two or three guys, that's fine. It's just, you're right. It's nice to have that one balance of another woman and then a few dudes. Yeah. It seems to work. And I think it would be fun for her to take some people off the street, honestly, not just me loitering around her house, but like just to see what would happen. But, but maybe that's just me. Um, that would be almost good as like a Patreon or like a, <laughs> yes, honestly, a like and I'll, we'll talk about it later, but I think she needs to have the spam guy on. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I want him on the show for sure. So, uh, 
Well, this will take it down a notch like she did, but she talked a little bit about Stevie Ryan, and I thought that she, what everyone said was just, I mean, they articulated everything just right. They said everything that I think we would all want to say. I think it's shocking, and you can never judge someone by the way they look. You look at someone that looks so perfect and to not know like how much I mean I know she talked about mental illness and a lot of things but and you can't say beauty is living but it's hard to believe someone so beautiful can take their own lives but it just seemed like she had her shit together as far as like Allison was saying like just making it through this next day and then you'll once you're on the other side everything might be fine but it is hard coming from this side to say that when someone is that far gone and I've definitely been on that side, but been not far enough where I think too much about other people's feelings and what it's going to do to other people. And I think when you're that far gone, you're not thinking like a, a sane person <laughs> anymore. There's no rationality. It's just drastic and fucking sad. And I think the main thing I wanted to say was I know that a lot of fellow BFFers, you know, that have gone through losing someone this way. And I know this probably hit home for them this week and I, my thoughts are going out to them especially because you still have to live it and still have to think about it and these kind of things can't be great reminders of any of that so I all those people that were open enough and wanted to share that with everybody I thought that was really amazing and that I've been thinking about you guys since this whole thing has happened and so my heart goes out to you guys. Um, I don't know if any of you guys want to talk about any of that, but... As soon as I woke up and saw the news, I texted you and Megan immediately. And I don't know why exactly, but I felt like I had to mention it to you guys. And so I wasn't very familiar with Stevie Ryan, but I just knew her from Allison's shows. And I just kind of knew of her. And I guess she has an, she had another podcast called Mentally Chill, which I did not listen to. But I remember in February of last year, I was like at my most depressed. And my my best friend, he's not uh, he's not prone to depression. He doesn't really understand any kind of mental health issues, really. And I'm always trying to enlighten him. And Stevie's second appearance on Allison's show she said something that I had to play for him. And now I'm going to play that for you guys. I love talking about depression. I was just talking about it earlier in ballet today because I think that it's important to talk about it and be open about it. And I've been very open about it lately because when I talk about depression, people immediately, I'm sorry, immediately go, you're depressed. You have nothing to be depressed about. You're pretty. I'm like you've done things. Why are you depressed? And it's like, no, 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 it's my brain. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work that way. And then another beautiful girl will say, I'm depressed too. I didn't think you were depressed. And then this one talks about and this one. And you kind of like are like, oh, we're all miserable here. This is very interesting. Um, you know, I, I played that for my friend and I, I just thought it was funny. Like it, it's not like she said, it's not something that affects certain people. It's just, you know, if your brain is wired that way, you know, and unfortunately she took her life but it's important to talk about these things i think it is important yeah. and it's easy for what sucks is my first thought was she's so pretty she's got so many followers she's got this like that doesn't make you your brain right that doesn't make your depression go away maybe that magnifies it because you always have to be that pretty person and you always have to be on or you always have to be whatever it's just something we do need to talk about and it's really sad that she felt the need that that's 
where she had to go. That's her. That was her only choice. And that anytime I hear anybody like that, I always feel like, God, I, w- I wish I was there for them. Even though, you know, I'm sure she had great friends. And it's not about that. It's just she needed help. And maybe she wasn't getting the right help. I don't know. But it's just it's just such a drastic fucking thing. And you can't judge someone by the way they look that they're going to just that everything's perfect and everything's fine. But I thought that that was really great that Allison, I think she posted on Facebook. She Or maybe it was on Twitter. I don't know. It was both of them. The way everything she articulated was really, really nice. And it's kind of crazy that she was just kind of messaging her recently, like in the past couple of days. And, you know, Raphael, you texted me first thing in the morning. And the first person I thought of was Brittany because we were just talking about her recently because she had dated Brittany's cousin. And so we were just, and that was like a total side note. Like we were just like, oh yeah, you know, just talking about Stevie Ryan. And she, you know, we were talking about her posts and how (laughs) she'll be on the treadmill, like talking to her big, (laughs) big jar of weed or whatever. Like we just thought she was hilarious. And I just, it's, that was one of the more shocking ones really for, and you know, Chris Cornell, that was shocking too. That would have been not been shocking when he was like 30, but now it's like, holy shit, are you kidding me? And like to go that way, it's just, that is really desperate and just it's just sad that we don't have any kind of thing to prevent that or help that toby you were gonna say I something they, mm, oh, sorry go ahead, toby. No, no, go ahead. oh yeah no i was just back i was gonna say yeah i mean like i think people probably don't realize how many people in their lives are affected by this uh i have some people very close to me who have varying uh levels of it some that have been in a depression for like a long time and it's you start to understand that how people can sort of get to this uh to this place i i get it anxiety and a little low-grade depression and i take a i've just started taking an ssri which i know daniel talked a little bit about and it does help some but it's uh you know like it's you can't really know because people often are good at presenting because it's not a physical ailment right they can people you can't notice it and we all live in our own world so uh if someone is smiling and walking around and or if they decline an offer to go out to an event or something and you probably don't dig too deep on why that happens and then all of a sudden uh, you know someone could be pretty deep in things and you might not uh, be aware of it they were trying to go back and forth to kind of into words and reason and logic something that i don't think can and be put that way and i think that just there's different reasons for it like that you know why people are depressed were they born with less you know their brains making less serotonin you know or have they had chronic head injuries was it dave mira or dave the professional motocross guy that had just hit his head so many times that he actually ended up just killing himself in his driveway and no one really knew. And then they said, oh, it was due to this traumatic to TBIs, like just constant ones. You know, and a lot of times uh, it's just damage to your brain that can cause you to just feel like there's no hope. So to sit there and think, if I could have done one thing or if I could have done right. this or I can do that. It's so easy to say that, but there's just like no hope. that they, they feel like this is the only way to release themselves from their pain. And they're not seeing it like that other people are going to feel pain for them. That's just... I don't know that anyone can help them at that point, you know, for whatever reason and why they're feeling that way. And and poor Allison, I mean, she had to deal with it from back in her college days. Mm-hmm. And it's probably just, and now she's postpartum. And, it's right. and it's just like one extra thing that can really 
um, <laughs> send you into a spiral. So I'm glad she's seeing that psychologist. And for her, I think that Allison likes to have reason and logic and everything has to make sense. And, you know, thankfully she's ha- being able to talk about it. And that seems to help her a lot. Very well said. I, I agree. And I yeah, there's I mean, there's just so much. And I think this is a nice time to shout out Megan and Paul Gilmartin and some of the things that they're doing as far as the in, in this together festival and Paul's show, the mental illness happy hour and different things like that. Just I, I feel like it's becoming more and more something that people talk about and it's not shamed and it's, pe- you know, people are getting help for it more and more. And I think that's why when, you know, especially now that it's much more commonplace to, to share about it for someone like Stevie Ryan, that's 33, that I feel like she had a lot of things that she could at her disposal to help her and it didn't. So it's just, I mean, we have so far to go, but it, it's definitely, uh, it's going to open doors. Unfortunately, her death will open probably more doors and that's sad to say, but hopefully it'll be eye opener for some people. And it seems like that's the best part of the worst situation that she would have wanted. The way that she talk about depression is if it could help somebody else, even if it's putting herself out there, then that's something that that's good about it. Right. Getting outside of her comfort zone and sharing it and saying, wow, that actually touched somebody else. And that's huge. (sighs) Anyway, well, uh, let's change gears a little bit because, because I'm going to start crying. Um, Jenna and Al called in separately, and that was kind of cool to hear their voices. And I think two weeks ago, I would think, ugh, if Jenna and Al are going to call in every Thursday, I'm going to be so depressed. But now it's like, you know what? It's nice to hear from them, but the show must go on, and it's been a great show. So it's fine. It's nice to hear back from them, but the show's still great. And hearing from Al is in Colorado. So Rafi, I'm hoping that you were trying to hunt him down at every rest stop. <laughs> uh, had I known I would have tried, but yeah, I think that was a little far for me to, to go. Oh, is it? Okay. Like I, I said, uh... I, I don't look at maps. Jen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it would be very, it's more eye opening than I expected. I wrote down here, like in my notes, I wrote down that calls from Jenna and Al are like going for coffee with a reason X. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Because, like, hearing them, it's like, no, I can't hear you because it's too much. <laughs> yes. Well, I know that Stone Cold has no heart. Ray Morgan would, um, you know, he was over it, like, the second they left. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's nice to hear from them. It kind of does bring the show a little bit to a halt, especially since it, it just kind of, like, is out there and there's no kind of segue or I like hearing from them, um, yeah. but it kind of sounded like the way that they put it was more like, and you can hear more from us on our podcast. So I think they're just, you know, they're, you know, like you're trying to get off your depression meds. You do it slowly at a time. You don't just do it yes. cold turkey. So <laughs> I think kind of like this little trails and then slowly transitioning us into nothing. So, yeah. Yeah. Don't take my meds away right away. After the- right. <laughs> but you're right. If they didn't have their own show, I feel like it would be much, much more drastic. It's like, okay, but- yeah, the Thursday gang is no longer. And I hope that now there won't be a Thursday gang. I hope it's not called that anymore because I feel like they were the ones. Mm-hmm. And it's just, the, it should just be the Thursday show and that's it. And that's fine. And we can still hear them every week and it makes it easier. And having these calls in, it is kind of like, okay, we're going to meet up with an ex and, oh, you still have my 
sweatshirt or whatever. <laughs> like, maybe we should talk about that or like who's going to get the dog. But it's it's nice hearing from both of them. And it's kind of amazing that they've gone on these this huge road trip and they haven't even really they're moving, but they haven't really settled yet. So I'm I'm anxious to hear about that. Yeah, for sure. Don't get me wrong. I do like the calls. I don't want to make it seem like I don't enjoy <laughs> You're all I love. No, <laughs> I understand. You're just like Ray. I get it. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I like Ray, and I. But I do. I do. I love uh, Jen and Alan. I miss them. So it's it's weird to hear them and not have interaction as much as them talking. Yeah. And that's true. Jenna is on Instagram a lot. I don't know if you guys are on Instagram and follow her stories and. Yeah. Every time I've commented on like a video, she always comments back. So she's pretty interactive there as yeah. well. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Yeah, they are very interactive. I think that makes it them more more accessible and it's more fun. But it's hard when they're not on the Thursday show to, you know, I think we talked about it last week where their drops aren't going to really get used as much anymore. I mean, this week with the no, no more Momo, of course that came up because Book of Mormon, but eventually. In a year, you're not going to hear some random lady saying "no more Momo." <laughs> yeah, mean, the only just, drop. Yeah, the only drop we hear with Greg now is when he says "dude" at the end of the <laughs> dequants on the snappy. <laughs> and even you know, with with Harley's episode where he's like, "I'm an old, I'm a fat old Jew from New York" or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, you're not going to have four avocados randomly or like certain other things, maybe, but. It's going to be out of context, except for, of course, us diehard fans will know what they're talking about. Going on to the Book of Mormon, um, I've never seen it. And I actually, this is just a small shout out to Bruce by Don for many reasons. But this one, he asked me if I had seen it. And, and I don't think I ever responded on Twitter, but I have not seen it. And it's something I really wanted to see. And I, to- and I was like, oh, she went by, Allison went by herself. I'd totally go with her. But then hearing the story, it's like, oh, their tickets were hard to get and they would have been separate and whatever but have any of you seen it i have i saw it way back oh gosh i don't know when it originally came to la at the pantages um a long time ago right yeah that was that was like 2010 i feel like it was the old thursday gang back then but i would like to say too i know it's slightly um kind of the same thing it's the whole puppet thing that was brought up so what, what was that musical called the puppet one um avenue q Thank you. I've seen Avenue Q, and I thought it was hilarious. Um, just a side note that everyone kind of like puppets. Who wants to watch that? But it was very well done. Just putting out there. Book of Mormon was hilarious. It was crude. It was. It's just funny how also that the church, uh, the Mormon church, advertised in it because that's just brilliant marketing mm-hmm. uh, to put your <laughs> to still put your name in the back of it. Like if you want to know more, contact us here. And so I just thought. You know, as much as I don't agree with their sort of anti, uh, they kind of closed limitations of who they want included in their church. Um, I do think that they have a very modern way of approaching uh, to get more membership. So I thought that was interesting. That is a more modern take on it because I, I know having, like I said before, I think Leanne and Jenna and Al were the first three Mormons where I was like, oh, I have a totally view, different view of like what they are because I had my limited experience and uh, was just not always positive. And some of my, my best friend, her fam, part of her family was Mormon. She was not. Just hearing some of the stories and a lot of secrets and a lot of 
not being included to things and a lot of things that were just, it just didn't seem right. It just seemed very secretive and I just didn't understand it. But I realized that's probably more in the minority and... Yeah, that's like your old school way of thinking, right? right? I mean, things evolve and they seem to, for the most part, start to evolve too. I thought that was interesting, but yeah. Yeah, so I definitely want to see it, but, you know, seeing it with Allison would be much better. It's coming to Orange County, right? Or no? I don't even know. She said that the tickets were way expensive. Like, there's no way my husband would go to that. He's like, uh, musical pass. Uh, you could totally go yourself. It's it's good. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll get right on that. Rafi, have you seen it? I haven't seen it. I mean, I would go see it, but uh, All right. not so like... if you fly out, you and I will go. Rachel, <laughs> sure. <laughs> three of us uh, will go. But I've listened to it, and my favorite song is "I Believe." I think that's a very good song, and. <laughs> How do you feel about going to things by yourself? Because I never go to things by myself. The only time I've been to a movie by myself was to see the movie that Megan worked on, Gleason. And I'm glad I went by myself because I don't want to sit next to my best friend while I'm weeping watching a movie. You know, I always envy the people that go places by themselves. I'm like, I want to be you when I see those people. And then I never do it. I mean, if I have to go by myself somewhere, I just don't go. And I don't want to be that person. Like when the kids are gone and my husband's gone, which is very rare. I'm like, I, there are so many things that I want to do that I just stand there and like trying to figure out which to do first. And then it's like two <laughs> hours later, I'm like, oh my God, the, t- the countdown's I, I, on. I think that's when the kids, even when the kids fall asleep and your husband's at home, you're like, I could do this, I could do that. I could, damn it, they're awake again. <laughs> so, yeah, but I think going, I mean, wouldn't you just want to leave the house and leave your husband with the two kids? Like how he left for you, like with his random dude camping trip. Wouldn't you just want to get out of the house and go see a movie for yourself? <laughs> and it's funny that like he would be like, yeah, you should totally do that. But I, yeah, I never think about that. Honestly, doing this podcast is the first thing that I've ever done for myself in. And the kids were like, I don't know how old they were when they first start, when I first started in those 10 so like 10 years and I just like everything was just like whatever for the family always just like family whatever and I would see my friends like once in a while and so doing this now I'm like it takes I mean doing this show does take a lot of time out of my week now where the kids are like oh you have to record tonight although when I was almost going to record for sorry not sorry my daughter's like this is the first time I'm not bothered that you're going to be recording I'm like yo (laughs) that's funny (laughs) And I didn't even tell her until I was just about to do it. Because I'm like, I don't even think this is real, but I'll just tell you. This is possibly going to happen. Anyway. But, yeah, I think I could. I could. I don't know. Well, I'm just, I'm just so, like, tired to the house. You're a, saint. you're a saint. Because if I get an hour, like, the husband comes home, I'm like, I'll see you in 20 minutes and meet my dinner by myself. Or I'm going to go out <laughs> for an hour. Or I'm going to go here by myself. So, you are a great mother, and a great wife, and a great family lady. Let's you know just say what? That. I appreciate that, but I feel like taking yourself away is being better. And I, you're reminding me of when the kids were younger. I would go to Target and just wander around. Where I'd be like, I, we have, we need nothing. I'm going to Target. I'm just yeah. going to go wander around and <laughs> stare for an hour. And I'd see other lost mothers too. Like, I get you. I right. get you. We're here for no reason, and we'll probably get like two things, and that's fine. But we're just going to stare. And wander the aisles. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. You know what? I did used to do that. I would go drive around and just like. But now I feel like. I don't know. I just feel too guilty to like do anything. But I need to. It's time. Well, we'll, we'll think of a reason for you to do something by yourself. All right. It's Book of, uh, Book of Mormon. Here it comes. My favorite thing. Yeah. Well, like I said before. Doing things by myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> I go, to, I go to dinner or lunch by myself. I go to... Oh, Lisa. <laughs> I was going to say my dad. Uh, my I didn't even catch that. 
My Vans box yeah. hasn't come out for at least a year. Dusty. <laughs> but yeah, no, movies or dinner or uh, traveling by myself. I like all of that. I've done it all. And that's it's my road trips, all that. Oh, I really enjoy doing that that's by like myself. Dreamy. It, it, and it makes me feel better and more present yes. when I am back. It's so but, true. Uh, you're I'll, more present. You're more of a like a whole person. I know I only, only, if we ever get into a fight and I'm like, okay, I just need to like get out of here. Then I'm like, I'm going to go have dinner by myself. I'm like, this is so freeing. This is what it could be like. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really nice. I saw on Allison's uh, Instagram story this morning, she was talking about sitting in her car with the air conditioning on and then seeing two other mothers sitting in the parking lot w- with their <laughs> air conditioning on as well. And that, this all reminds me of that, just being like, it doesn't matter that all I'm doing is sitting in my car with the air conditioning on because this is away from <laughs> other things. Yep. It's, it is funny how you're, you have this built up in your head of what it's going to be like. And then the reality of it is so much more and so different. So we all have our own coping skills and I'm glad that she's going to therapy and sitting in her car in the air conditioning if that, if need be. And I know doing the show has to help her because that would have been such a huge thing for me to just be like, dude, this is all going on right now. I need to like tell everybody. And I, I know it's got to be helping her. So I'm, I'm glad that she's finally, you know, I'm glad that she's recognizing she has an issue and going to a therapist. And I'm glad that there's an office maze update and all she needed to do was pay attention. And now she knows how to get in and out of her therapist's office. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Daniel's rapping, by the way. I mean, I don't know how many times that's going to be a drop, but that was... I thought my rapping and all my voices were bad, but that was pretty rough. Rafi, I know you're the aficionado. What do you think of Daniel's rapping? Whenever you start a rap that way, uh, <laughs> not a good sign. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So they were talking about, you know, letting people go ahead of you in any respect as far as in traffic and their perspective of, you know, you complain about being about traffic, but you are the traffic or you complain about the long line, but you are the line. Yes. I think about that. But most of the time I'm like, you guys don't need to fucking be here. (laughs) I need to be here. You don't. But then there's the other side of it, of letting people go ahead of you and creating more traffic. And I never thought about it that way, but this is a dilemma that I get into because I, and I'm not trying to like say like, Oh, I'm so nice, but like, this is how nice that I am. I'm always thinking about everybody else. Whenever I'm at the grocery store, of course, I always have like 10 hundred more, 10 hundred, that's a number, more things than everybody else. Then I'll get like the type A personality guy that gets behind me with like one item and then like two guys like that. And if it's the type A guy, a lot of times I'll just like say, fuck it. I'm not going to let him go in. But usually I'm just like, oh, go ahead. So I'll let like the people go ahead and then they go ahead and then I start loading myself up and then two more people come. So that's like, I could be here all fucking day. So then, like, at some point, you become the asshole that's not letting the person in behind you. But, like, you want to say, I just let two people in. Otherwise, I would let you in, too. Like, what? I, how are you guys with this, Jen? <laughs> well, I think most of the time, if I have my two kids with me, most people are like, oh, go ahead. Or, oh, do you need help? Something like that. But if someone comes behind me with, like, a birthday card and a gift card or, you know, like, two little things, I tell them to go ahead. And they're like, you sure you have kids? I'm like go <laughs> like because you have two things and I have a lot I have these two kids and I have to put it on it's just gonna take me a lot longer than just letting you go for two minutes but I really just try to go into the self-checkout line yeah I'm a big believer of the self-checkout but absolutely I mean you can't buy alcohol on the self-checkout line but which is why um, I'm not always the biggest believer of the self-checkout <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. you could when it originally started but I think they True. became hip to the whole um but no I mean 
It, I guess it just depends. But most of the time, if you're with kids and they're like screaming and whatever they're doing for the moment, people don't really look at you like, why didn't you let me go ahead of you? They're probably like, get out. Yes. Well, a lot of times I'm like, okay, it's 8.15 in the morning. I'm trying to yes. come here when there's no crowds. And right. I'm like lollygagging. I'm like, oh, cool. I can just have the place to myself. And then I get like the three people behind me that have one thing. I'm like, right. okay, go ahead. And then I'm like, okay, I've got ice cream. I've got things, you know. And also... My time, I feel, is worth more than, not theirs, but my time is worth something. So then at a certain point, once you let three people go, and then, like, a few minutes later, a few more people come, they don't know that you just let all those people go ahead of you. So now they think you're an asshole. So then I start thinking, like, I am an asshole. <laughs> I don't know. I, I overthink a lot You need to have things. a cap. You need to have a cap on how many people you let in front of you. <laughs> yes. One, maybe two if they're right there, but no, I would not let three people in front of me. And I I'm think like, most people should yes. be like, uh, you're, I'm okay. I'll wait. The guy that there's, I always get the guy that's super impatient that like just expects he should go ahead of me where I'm like, there's a self-checkout right over there that's empty. So go ahead and try and figure that out. Um, genius, you know, like just yeah. go away. The guy that expects it. I turn my back and I'm like, I'm taking my sweet fucking time. I may, I may even go out and get my checkbook for this. <laughs> Toby, what about you? By the way, I did see someone writing a check. Tonight. Where was I? And I was like, oh my God, people still take checks. I was shocked to see the, you know, somebody's ripping a check out by the way they're moving. Like the whole, like their mannerisms like, oh shoot, I see a check happening. Anyway, Toby, grocery, <laughs> grocery line. Well, there's a funny thing, not as much with the grocery lines, but with like car lines or like people cutting in on cars uh, there's like a canadian thing where you wave like a thank you wave i don't know how much it happens there but it happens all the time here and then it's funny because i let someone in and they wave and i'm like oh how nice of them <laughs> but if they don't wave i'm like that <laughs> asshole <laughs> fuck off <laughs> yeah exactly and it's similarly like when when there's a lane ending and you know the highway says right lane ending in two kilometers or and then it's like people start coming over and I'll let one or two people in. But then when that third, second or third person decides that they're going to go into, then I get hyper aggressive yes. to the point where I'm like, I don't care if you scratch my car. I am not letting you in. <laughs> it's so true. I, I think it's the very same here because we all say yeah. thank you until because we're giving you the right. But if you take yeah. it from me fuck you don't that's go. basically it yeah <laughs> it's the same thing with uh, motorcycles because i'm always really like courteous of motorcycles i pull you know you move over and i remember thinking they're you know they always give like the the finger down like thank you and then after a while i remember thinking oh that guy didn't give me a thank you and i remember thinking oh what a dickhead and then i remember my husband saying something he's like oh where's my fucking thank you and then i started thinking i thought well they have to pass like a hundred cars in a few seconds they just have to have their hand off like saying thank you the whole time that's kind of dangerous so maybe i need to give them a pass the one group that i don't give a pass there's an unwritten law that you you know if you're being courteous to a motorcycle you move over to let one over i had one two come up behind me and they split. So I went to move over to let them over. And one was over there. I'm like, no, you're breaking the rules. You can't go two to each side. Like, you can't go around me that way. No. There's a reason why there are so many motorcycle deaths. Because they drive horribly. Yes, I understand cars need to look twice. But motorcycle riders, stop being crazy people. Anyway, that's my PSA. Uh, Rafi, grocery store or line rage? So I used to be a big proponent of self-checkout, but then I decided, like Chef Jeff said, what do I, like, I don't work here. Why am I helping them? So 
I decide, and then, you know, usually when I go to the grocery store, I have, like, some time, so I don't care if I have to wait. And one time the the line was, like, I don't know, two or three people in front of me, and the self-checkout guy said, you can come to the self-checkout and I'll scan them for you. And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm already here. So I just stayed there. But I will let people in if they just have a couple of things. But yeah, I now my life philosophy is I don't work here. So I'm done with I that. That's, that's a very uh, easy thing to say when you don't have kids screaming at you. Agreed. <laughs> well, that's true. If you have kids, like, like at the King Supers self-checkout, I had it down. I could be out of there like from the time I press the start button or whatever it is, touch the screen, I'd be done in like 45 seconds. If you have the time, I say they're paying these people, make them pay for it. Okay. When self-checkout first first arrived on the scene, there and at, well, it was at the grocery store first and then maybe at the post office. And I was like, I'm, I'm not getting a paycheck. Why the fuck am I going to have to do the work? Fuck no. No. But then I started going through those lines and realizing I was doing a better job than the person that's trained to do it and a quicker job. How is this possible? And you have to start thinking, your time is money, Rafi. You need to get the fuck out of that grocery store. Yes, I have time. I have time sometimes. But I'd rather sit in my car listening to a podcast if I had extra time, not standing in line behind some jerk-off, okay? Well, I am listening to a podcast in the line. Okay, okay. Sorry you think of everything. Yes. And now (laughs) I got time, (laughs) cuz. Reference. Nobody gets. No, thank God. Toby? Oh, I was just going to say, I think that when you go to the cashiers, you're showing the people who run the places that they continue to need cashiers and will have jobs there. Because if everybody thought that the self-checkout lines worked and were good and were happy with them, then all of a sudden there wouldn't be cashiers anymore and everything would be self-checkout lines, I think. Because they, right. they have the, to pay less people that way. The number one place that I realized that was the post office. The grocery store, they're pretty quick. But at the post office, I used to go in, and this is back in the day when you couldn't ship at home all your eBay bullshit. And I would have like 10 packages. I'm like, shit. There's a line, line out the door, and I would see that 24-hour self-checkout thing. I'm like, I'm going to give this a go. So then it became like a game. Like, let's see how many people that w- would leave by the time and be checked out by the time I'm done typing in each one and measuring each one and doing every single thing. And it would be like maybe one or two customers and I would have all my shit done. So I'm like, these people have job security. They're not working their butts off. They're just sitting there taking their sweet time. And I already know how to work their job. It's not good. Yeah. I'm just getting on my high horse once again. Um, so that led to the whole, the, the guy in line in front of Allison, I fucking love this guy. I wanted to hate him at first because I'm like, this fucking guy is such a cheap bastard. Instead of buying a bag, he's going to, like, circumvent, like, the 10-cent bag and go get the rippy bags from the produce section to try and put his spam cans in. Like, all of that screams cheap bastard. But then when Allison hands him her bag and he hands her a can of spam, I'm like, oh, that's the sweetest thing ever. Because it does cost way more than buying a bag. So maybe he just wants to stick it to the man. Maybe he's just like, fuck this. I'm not buying a bag. I don't know why I'm cussing so much. I apologize. But anyhow, Toby, do you have opinions on spam or the guy? Oh, well, I don't need spam. Uh, Oh, yeah. I think I tried it. You're vegan. (laughs) I I think I tried it when I was 10 or something like that. But I don't think that gives it a fair shake. Uh, But I do know that it is, in fact, a big thing in Hawaii. And that boy is not at all anything to do with spam. Right. <laughs> right. I actually thought that, like, 
I'm so far from Hawaii. I just figured everyone on the West Coast knew more about Hawaii. <laughs> no, that's a different world. Or, and we're the closest possible, yeah. Jen and I here. And I, it's a different world. There, If you go to eat Hawaiian food here, it's such a weird mixture yeah. of foods. And not great. But whatever Colonel Jeff, whatever his recipe was, sounded kind of awesome. I've had Spam one time. Yeah. And it was grilled and put on some Hawaiian roll and I just had like one bite of it. It was pretty good, but it's not something that I would say I would buy. I, I and eight cans of it, and I don't and spam and bananas, I don't know. This this guy's diet, I, I'm not sure about about this, but I'd like him to be on the show because I want to know more about his life. Yeah. But David Huntsberger wouldn't let it go that maybe he had mental a mental issue. <laughs> like, just stop. Yeah, that was weird a bit. It was. I didn't understand what he was trying to say. Well, maybe yeah, I don't a know, lot of like... times they're very giving and they maybe don't always talk and they just try and give you things. I don't know. That might sound not sound right. I think he yeah. is more towards like the social awkwardness and not thinking ahead, like practicalness of not bringing a bag when you meant to buy so many heavy things like heavy cans i think that's why like maybe he wasn't like self-aware maybe but i didn't think that i didn't know where he got that from no that was the furthest thing from i just thought cheap bastard but why did that i just thought i don't know like old people like caring as much as they could instead of paying 10 cents for a bag where i'm like okay i'll just give you one of my bags that i had to pay for because i hate paying for i hate plastic bags so much and i'm so glad that they're gone And I don't forget my canvas bags anymore. But when I did forget them, I'm like, God damn it. I have to buy another fucking 10 cent, another plastic bag, but I have to pay for it. And it still has to be in my possession. I hate plastic bags. They're the devil. I have no problem giving up, giving up my bags. I'm not going to sit there and debate about like I paid it all, whatever, because I have way too many as it is from all the times I've forgotten mine. I will gladly give them away. I was literally looking for someone that needed them. I'm like, oh, I've got a bunch of these bags. I'm going to bring them in there. And I had a couple that were kind of like fumbling. I'm like, here, why don't you take my, one of my bags? And they were just like, oh, thank you. Because they knew I had to pay for it. So it was like, a, it was one of those like nice gestures that Allison was like, this guy better be kissing my feet because I just gave him a bag and then nothing. But then he offers a can of spam. It's like, oh, <laughs> some of your groceries that you came here to get spam and bananas and you're giving me part of that. I don't know. The whole scene, like, these are the kind of scenes that I just want to see in person or act it out or something. So this anger with grocery bags, I'm going to, I'm going to direct it right towards Hobby Lobby. I had the same disappointment with Hobby Lobby that Daniel had because I was like, Hobby Lobby, that means like it's a huge store of hobby stuff. And I go in there and by the way, it's not really a craft store either. It's more of a home goods store where you get vases and glassware and wall hangings and I I didn't see much crafting stuff either. It was like nothing like that. I don't know why they called it that. I was like, I wouldn't hate this store so much if it wasn't called that. It's just the stupidest name. So I had all the same rage. Even though when I went in there, I'm like, oh, they have a lot of cool stuff. I'm like, I hate the fucking name. I can't shop here. Um, I don't know, Toby, if you have Hobby Lobby there, but Jen, you're aware of it. Um, Rafi, you're aware uh, of it. I have to go, but... Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's okay. Do you Are you going to come back or do you want to just say goodbye? I'll probably have to say goodbye. All right. If we're still here, come back. But if not, it was great talking to you. And if you want to plug anything, plug anything and then we'll say goodbye. 
No, I'm good. I just plug, you know, you're going to put um, Ashley stuff in there. So yes. I just say go donate Ashley. That's all I have to say. Sorry, okay, guys. I have to leave. It was nice talking to you. I'd love to talk about Hobby Lobby, but your baby comes first. <laughs> <laughs> good all right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Good night. Bye. So, so Hobby Lobby. Yes. I have been going to Hobby Lobbies because of my mother for many, many years. And it's not a hobby store, but I don't I don't know what else they could call it because it's like a bunch of kind of niche hobbies. Like there's no other word for it. Like but, okay. if you need to like if you crochet any crafties there. I remember seeing like crafties. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, okay, have you been to Home Goods? No. This place. Okay. I've Home heard of Goods, it. I walk into Home Goods and I'm like, this is like Hobby Lobby. It's like they have glassware and pillows. It's like a Ross or a TJ Maxx or something. Like, it's not. I didn't see any hobby stuff. I didn't see a lot of crafting stuff, but maybe I just wasn't looking close enough. But I just thought there's a lot of signs up to say live, love, laugh and some bullshit crap to put on your walls, <laughs> but I don't see anything else. They do have a bunch of that stuff, but I feel like they have like, they do have some model cars. They do have like little rockets that you can make, but they have like a lot of like art supplies. And I feel like it's about two thirds, like, you know, useless shit. And then like one thirds of actual like crafty hobby stuff, but it is there. But like Daniel said, it's not like you're not going to go get parts for your RC car or your fucking little remote control helicopters or whatever the fuck. Like every um, other hobby store. They should, but, I mean, it should be craft and home or something. Home goods and craft or home, craft and home. I don't know. Fucking bullshit is what it should be called. <laughs> I remember, but I do remember buying um, little model cars there uh, and putting them together and whatnot. So, I mean, they do have some hobby-ish stuff. But but I, I do hate going there now because of their politics and whatnot. I didn't even realize all of that. And so it's a good thing I already hate them. It, it's honestly, I probably would go more often if it was closer to my house, but it's like pfft, 10 minutes away. Fuck that. Actually, it's probably more like 15. So screw that noise. So Allison was talking about the veg all, which I, I seem to remember that in, in my pantry at some point when I was a kid. But the only thing I could think about while she was talking about that, she was talking about getting a can out of her cupboard or whatever to donate to, you know, they would have like those shows where like bring a can you can get into the show for free. It made me think of what was the, if you guys have ever donated, like you always pick like the grossest whatever to donate. If you have to pick something out of your cans and I, re my cans, <laughs> <God damn> <laughs> donate something out of your cans. <laughs> so milk. <laughs> and I'd love to get rid of them. Um, I, God, I wanted to know what was the worst can of food that either of you have ever donated to a canned food drive. I have one that I can say is we had a can of mackerel and I remember grabbing that and donating it. I also think I opened it and ate one once and that was also disgusting. But Toby, have you ever donated something gross out of your cans? Oh my God. Yeah. I don't, Sorry. uh, I think like probably like black olives or something like not that i dislike olives that's more along the lines of like i don't really know if that's going to be any good too true that is one of those things where the can drives like no what are we going to do with this can of olives like yeah. great they're delicious but now we're going to divide up this one can of olives up amongst everybody <laughs> yeah exactly or even if you're like the family that gets it and you're like okay i've got a box of craft dinner some spaghetti some spaghetti sauce and then 
a cannonball. <laughs> Which I guess go with spaghetti, okay, but like it's not you're gonna put in a stew or something. Yeah, I think that's probably about it. I don't know all the punk rock shows I went to when I was like thirteen, fourteen in the city I grew up in was a bring a can like yes. seven dollars or four with a can or whatever. That was always the, like you got a discount with a can. I always brought three cans. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rafi, what about you? Um, I don't think I've ever went anywhere, gone anywhere that I had to donate Cheap a can. Bastard. But oh, what? Just kidding! You actually paid full price for a ticket, then you mean? <laughs> I've ne- I other than like dances in middle school, I've never seen something that said "bring a can" for like lower entrance fee. But um, I wouldn't donate something gross because I'm like, these people need food; they're going to eat it. So why would I give them like the human equivalent of dog food? Like I would give them like. <laughs> beans or whatever because i'm a normal person i think well i think my thing was always we were poor as shit too so we needed the food so i'm like well what's the grossest thing that i don't want to have to eat true but then why did you buy it in the first right. place i think it's because i was usually getting it out of my mom's cupboard <laughs> <laughs> it was never my own i rarely have canned food at my house so when people will come door to door, I'm like, I'll, can I just give you money? I don't have any cans of food here. I don't cook canned food. So that's, that's stretching it. But when growing up, we had tons of canned food where it's like, check the, check the date on that puppy because, but why would my mom buy canned mackerel? That's disgusting. That's like bait. <laughs> well, I guess some well, people eat it for sushi. It's the grossest sushi too. You did. Oh man. I actually had a piece of mackerel and I was like, oh, this was like my favorite one of the whole sushi thing. I got. But <laughs> because it's oily. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's like salty and I don't know. You gave me as part of this big Seinfeld yes! gift, you gave, me, you gave me a can of, was it crab bisque or crab lobster? Crab bisque. Okay. Yeah. I still haven't eaten it, but it's still good for a bit. So I don't know. I don't know if I can eat it. You can. I need to know how good it is because I'm, I'm curious. I mentioned the bisque. Well, here's the thing. That show mentioned lobster bisque and crab bisque. I was very torn on which one to get, but it was probably whatever was easiest. But it came from the East Coast. They must know their uh, seafood and stuff. Yeah, uh, I should try it soon and report back. So every time I hear about Allison's food, I don't even know what the word is. Uh, Fuck, I'm lost. Habits? Thank you. Every time I hear... (laughs) I'm not even going to clean that up and pretend like it's me knowing exactly what I'm saying. So her food habits are fucking disgusting. Veg all, I can't believe it's not butter, and marinara is so disgusting. And ketchup, and I can't believe it's not butter, on salad is like the Honey Boo Boo cookbook recipes. It's disgusting. I actually thought she was joking at first. (laughs) I was like, ah, that's funny. That's such a stupid thing to put on. Oh, wait, she's not joking. <laughs> I actually, I, I dislike ketchup. So it's not that I dislike ketchup. I use it sparingly. But when people put ketchup on top of their fries, I'm like, you're nope. an animal. No, nope. Yes, yeah, that is an animal. Like, if you, if you dip a little, I'm like, that's fine. If you put it on a burger or a hot dog, whatever, I'm okay with that. But when you're, like, dousing things with ketchup, I'm like... You have no taste buds. Like, your yes. food opinions don't matter. Same with I'll... A1. If you even fucking touch the bottle, sorry, Laura Broder, she doesn't listen anyway. Uh, <sighs> A1, garbage. Get the fuck out of here. Yep. Ketchup, I'm the same. It's, I have to use it sparingly. 
it's to enhance the other flavors of maybe other sauces, like on a hot dog. I'm not going to just put ketchup. I'm not five. And putting the other thing on her side of it, she's not about flavor. She's about just pretending something is something else, I guess. But ketchup has a lot of calories and a lot of sugar. So it's kind of surprising that she would put that on there. She said it was sugar free, right? Oh, sugar free ketchup. Ugh, my soul. Okay. Yeah, she's she mm. said that it had Mm-mm-mm. one or two calories per tablespoon. I think because I think she said it's all part of my goal to eventually eat nothing. <laughs> I no, it's all just so bad. It's all bad. And the veg all, I know I've seen that before. I know I've had it. We used to have more like frozen veggies like that, just like a mix of cut up veggies. I just it's not that she's not living because she's clearly not, but. It's just bad choices. The I can't believe it's not butter spray makes me want to barf. Just no. My friend's mom used to put that on everything and she would have her slim fast shakes and then she would have her I can't believe it's not butter spray on everything and it's just like, oh no, stop. But Rafi, I think you're right. Garbage people. Garbage taste buds? <laughs> garbage stomach? I don't know. That's what you and I have. But garbage taste buds? <laughs> garbage <laughs> opinions of food? I don't know. I'm just putting garbage in your mouth now. I I agree with all of the above. Garbage, people, taste buds, everything. The worst part is that it's coming off of a Blue Apron ad, which it's like all these delicious foods that you should be trying to eat, probably healthier and tastier, and you're making this. No, I can't. It's just too much. <laughs> it's too bad. No. I Can you know. imagine if she had if she had like in a blue apron but like Allison style like <laughs> the Allison ingredients would be in the box? <laughs> what would it be called? Oh my god. It wouldn't be Allison's apron. It would be something. What would it be? Allison's cupboard? Uh, uh man. I don't know. Box of Allison? <laughs> Allison's box? Probably not good. No, probably not that. <laughs> There would be a can of mackerel in there. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I think that would be hilarious. Rosenitz. <laughs> Rosenitz. Oh, for the win. That's so good. But so bad because I would not subscribe to any. Yeah, of that. yeah, but nobody else would like it for sure. <laughs> I would maybe lose some weight, but my insides would implode on themselves. They're like, Mm-mm, nope, this is not real food. Let's talk about JMOs, Toby. What JMO spoke to you? Uh, I'll shout out to Lee Bruns. Put grocery items in order of where they are in the store. I thought that one was interesting. Before I go to the store, I put a star next to everything that'll be in that first large open section that has the veggies and fruits and breads and deli, like all sort of. So I enter from that side of the store and make sure that I get that stuff first. And then as I'm wandering through the aisle, I just try and keep an eye on that other stuff but planning out your list ahead of time that's that's some talent right there i don't know if he edits it or uh, edits and laminates like the like the the exception list on friends or if he yes. just <laughs> <laughs> you know i the thing is is i usually as i go during the week i'll oh we need this i'll add that to the list and there's no rhyme or reason and i love the fact that he puts them in order of where he like the Everything that's refrigerated is last because that you don't want that in your cart for so long. Hence, having someone behind you that really needs to go, you can go ahead and let them because you just put that ice cream in there. But mm. when I was a nanny, they used to have a, a sheet of paper printed out every week because they used the same things every single week. So, And everything was in the aisle in order. 
for her to do her list, she would literally just take that paper and do a check mark next to the stuff that she wanted. So it was like the whole list was there, but you just check off the things that you wanted and maybe add some extra stuff. But normally it was just that. And I could just go into the grocery store and go aisle to aisle. And I thought, man, I'm going to do this with my life when I have my life. And I have not done that at all. And <laughs> I love that Lee does this. And I love the fact I never thought about, I, I don't know. I never even thought about doing it in an order as far as cold and warm and blah 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 I just I do what you do I go in I go to the produce section first because it's to the left and I just go and get all the produce there first and then I start making my way around and then I usually backtrack 300 times because I'm like oh shoot I forgot this thing or I forgot to put this on the list or I need that I just need to have more of a like you need to go into it with like a plan of action not just like a whatever because then you come out with bags of Doritos and stuff you don't need yeah, that's the other thing is I try to go somewhere in between when I'm hungry and when I'm not hungry. Because yes. if I've just eaten, then everything looks gross. And I come home and the next day I'm like, I didn't buy anything. <laughs> but if I'm hungry, I get home and I make dinner and then I look and I'm like, oh, I spent $200 on snacks. What an idiot. <laughs> just because I was starving. Don't go stoned. Got it. Yeah, I, that was the, the JMO that I was going to pick to number one because of I wish I was more like that, but I also want to say shout out to Lee and thank you for that awesome intro from last week. Uh, Rafi, JMO? Uh, yeah, really quick, Lee, I cannot believe he wrote a song about me. That was hilarious. Um, but <laughs> uh, the JMO that I picked, there were, there were a few that I wanted to talk about on Monday, but not really. Just like the thing about tech companies naming their own streets. Apple, famously, their street is called One Infinite Loop. If you have money, you can name whatever the fuck you want. So it's not like a mystery how, how like, you own the land. You can call the street whatever you want. But um, the one I really want to talk about was from Sandra Braga at Don't Marsh My Mellow. Just mirror everyone. Use Facebook or phone to show your photos instead of getting them printed out and put leather-bound photo albums, question mark. Hashtag old school. No shit. Everyone does this. <laughs> Why we? What are we gonna fucking carry a book around? I have hundreds of photos. I have access I to everything. Why would you fucking print out photos now? If in your home, yes. But if I'm out at a bar, I'm not gonna say, "Hey, look at this cool picture." Pull out my fucking wallet or something. Pull out a leather-bound book. Of course, we all do this. JMO's. Yeah. Is such a touchy subject for me. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm like the arbiter of good and bad JMOs, but that's, I mean, come on. Yeah, come you, on. Really you just want it to be the obviously everyone that just yes. the, the E. Well, <laughs> it's, it's not just me or everyone. It's no shit Sherlock, is what yeah. it is. And I think I, you should look at it like JMOs like Tinder. Like you should be in charge of the Twitter choices and just swipe left, swipe right, swipe left, swipe right. Because you know exactly, like, no. No, I, yeah, uh, but Mondays were lacking. I thought the same thing with that one. I'm like, yeah, obviously, like, and because you take, you know, my my phone is only a year and a half old or something, and I have 2,700 photos on here, and I just like I never go through and delete them. But it's because like with kids and stuff, I'll take pictures, and I'm like, oh, that's a stupid one, and I don't always go back and delete them, and I take screenshots of places I want to travel to when I see them on Instagram. Uh, so it's like, what? How am I going to choose which one? And every once in a while, I'll take, like, I try to once a year go through and pick, like, two or three pictures of the kids and go to Walmart and print them out. But that's, like, that is printing out photos to me. The yeah. odd time, if I, like, meet a celebrity and I have the picture on my phone, I'll print that out, too, and then I'll, like, frame it and hang it on my wall. Or, but I'm not going to put them in a photo album because 
even like I have my wedding photos in that photo album, and I don't think I've looked at it in seven years or something. Which I know we, we haven't met? gotten ours, but what? Sorry, I was more interested in uh, hearing about which celebrities he's taking <laughs> pictures with because uh, I want I want to know like what constitutes a photo worthy celebrity. Uh, under three thousand, I meant. Oh uh, yeah, I think I've, I heard you mention that before. And I met. Uh, that is, there's that band of Monsters and Men, and I met all of them. Although I don't think that I printed those out. And I'm trying to think of who else. I've met Martin Short and Goldie Hawn and Kate Hudson. Okay. My uncle dated Goldie Hawn. That's just a total side note. But it was back in the laughing days. They, I, they all have cottages near me, Martin Short. Really? And... Um, even more reason to go out there. I, I uh, have the same, you know, weird. I don't print out pictures either. So strange. Uh, no, um, I have this need and I bought a bunch of frames to like print pictures. And I, at some point I was like, I'm just going to print a, hundreds of pictures. And I did. And they're still in a box. And then at a certain point, I like your idea, Toby, like every week or every week, <laughs> every year, go back and pick your favorite ones, get those printed. And then you're good because now yeah. with digital, everything is saved and now everything is saved and nothing is looked at. It used to be at least on MySpace. <laughs> You could post it and you had certain albums and you could like go back and look. Now with Facebook, everything is so spread out and crazy. Like you could try and find pictures, but then you're like seeking out pictures. You're not taking one album and looking through it. It's just like everything is just like blown out of proportions. Like now that we have pictures everywhere, nobody's looking at any of it. You're posting it on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and then it's gone. But just yeah, recently well. I started pick, uh, printing out pictures, but it was... Finally, from last year's Twin Peaks Festival, the celebrities I met last year, I was like, okay, I'm going to just print these pictures out because what if they get lost? I've finally like printed them out and just recently and the next one is like this month. So it's taken a year, but at least I'm getting there and no pictures of the kids yet. So we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> celebrities first. We know the priorities. Right? Right. <laughs> you and me, day. we're both like, oh, the kids. Yeah. <laughs> but and the other thing, like, photo albums on Facebook or photos on Instagram are pure, like, any ones that aren't brand new are, the only purpose of having them there is for other people creeping on your photos, yes. really. It, like, if we're, if we're being honest, that's the, the only so, good that so they do is true. other people digging back to look at your, your past. Yeah, you're not going to be like, hey, Grandma, let's come, come check out my Facebook album for a minute. Let's sit back and look through it. No, it's people creeping yeah. around. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I still have Instagram, but I haven't, I took it off my phone because I'm like, I don't understand the reason to have it, except for I get to see pictures maybe a couple days sooner than maybe Allison or Jenna would post them somewhere else. But everyone posts them on Facebook already. So then what's the point? I don't understand. So I don't have enough pictures to post to have Instagram on a regular basis. I think that JMO came in from 2002. That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's a good place to end it. I really thought we were going to get this done in an hour. So I apologize to both of you and to Jen and to the people listening that this one is not quick and dirty. It's a, it's a little long and uh, I don't know what I was going to say. Anyway, it was nice talking to you guys, as always. Love talking about Allison. Love hanging out with you guys and chatting every week. And if anybody else wants to be on the show to chat every week with Rafi and I, just email bfancast at gmail.com. I don't know why I said it like that. It sounded really creepy. Follow the show on Twitter at bfancast. Follow me at jmos and bffs. And if you are into crafty art with a lowercase a and Twin Peaks, then check out my Etsy store, Blue Rose Lodge. Rafi, where can we find you? 
You can find me at RMC Guitars. Make sure you follow Jan at DulceCA17. And I texted Ashley because I could not find the actual date, but the MS walk she will be doing is in Houston, Sunday, November 5th. Support her there at OH underscore Ashley. Sorry, Ashley. Fuck. Anyway, uh, that's all from me. Minus the fuck. And Toby, where can we find you? On Twitter at TMelt. Uh, and I guess on Instagram, you can follow the fan account that I run is High as a Kite NA. That's it. Yeah, we still need to go deeper into your band and your music and everything else. So maybe next time yeah. we haven't gone over two hours. Well, this, talking. Show, <laughs> this show's about Allison, so yeah. I'm not worried about that. We could fit in some of us once in a while. Yeah. I talk enough about, I don't know, bullshit. <laughs> Vans anyway. boxes. <laughs> anyway, Brittany, I love you once again. Totally appreciate you as a friend and as a person. And that sounded weird. Your birthday's coming up. I wish I was going to be seeing you, but I'm not. Anyway, thank you and good night. I feel so incredible to be sharing my faith with you. The scriptures say that if you ask in faith, if you ask God himself, you'll know. But you must ask him without any doubt and let your spirit grow. It's all true, you'll just feel it. You'll be a Mormon, by gosh, a Mormon.